don't. So it's, it's it, good if, if I put it Yeah, it sounds it oh, sounds good in my cans right there. Sounds right good in my cans. Talk about your cans. Wonka wonka. They're at the perfect level right now. Couldn't be happier. Kazaka. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. I'm Alyssa. And I am Riley. And this is Fan Fiction, the podcast. The podcast where we find the most beautiful <laughs> and illuminating fan fiction on the internet. And we read it with some of the funniest people <laughs> in New York City. And today, the funniest people in New York City is... Catherine Ball. Yes, it is! <laughs> We're spider-born and spider-bred, no, and no, when no, I no, die, I'll be no, a spider no, no, So, rah, rah, for No, 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 no. Cut! <laughs> <laughs> You don't like school spirit, Riley? Not Southern school spirit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fair. Okay. <laughs> you made the choice to attend the institution. I know. And God, I'm literally paying for it every month of my life. <laughs> okay. Uh, we went to college with Cabe's big Harry Potter fan. No, we're not doing intro anymore. We're not doing intro? Okay. Okay. Why are we here? <laughs> we go straight into it. Don't you remember? Okay. I am the producer now. <laughs> Riley is like kind of running the show right now. This is bizarre. Okay. We're going to go into... Did you start the clock? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, it's seven o'clock. I'm, we can figure out that we should be done by... You didn't start, start the timer? No. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, okay. We started at 7.03. Two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jesus. We're always guesstimating. It's a line of guesstimations here. This is wild. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. Let's get a clean take. From the top, not the top, from the top of the next part. Okay, sorry, Ben. (laughs) No, sorry, Michael. Michael edits the podcast. (laughs) Sorry, Michael. Okay, ready? And today we are reading chapter 173, Harry Don't Care. And Cabes, today you are going to be reading Dudley, Vernon, Petunia, Albus, Snape, Tom, Hagrid, Dumbledore, Draco, Crab, <laughs> Sorting Hat, Voldemort, and Quirrell. So Elvis and Dumbledore. Two separate people. <laughs> 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 oh my God. So a lot of, a lot of uh, different things to keep track of. And I will be reading the narration and Riley will be reading for Harry Potter. Very good. Um, all right, let's jump right in. Chapter 173, Harry Don't Care. Disclaimer. The most dangerous man is the man who doesn't not care about anything. A man who won't stop for anything. One who will kill without joy. Harry Don't Care. A story of Harry the Hufflepuff. The Dursley family were stuffing their faces in preparation for a hard day of harassing secretaries, gossiping, and bullying anyone smaller than a whale when their keen ears told them of a delivery. Mail's here! Dudley announced. Dudley, go get the mail. Vernon ordered. Make Harry do it. Dudley replied. Harry, go get the mail. Vernon hated himself for the shiver of fear that went through his spine when his unwanted boarder looked up from his breakfast of steak and bacon. 
Most men would laugh at him for being afraid of a child. Most men hadn't had one of their testicles shattered by a six-year-old, their nose bitten off by a seven-year-old, their jaw broken by an eight-year-old, or their elbows broken by a nine-year-old. Never let it be said that Vernon Dursley didn't eventually learn from his mistakes. Go fuck yourself, Harry replied. I'll just go get the mail myself, shall I? Vernon stated with false cheer. The large man came back a few minutes later, clutching a yellow envelope, a pensive look on his face. You, um, you have a letter, boy, Vernon stated, placing it on the table. Meh. Ignoring the letter, Harry finished his breakfast. There were two letters the next day, a dozen the day after that. A hundred the day after that, the numbers kept increasing. Still, Harry refused to show interest in anything but his daily ration of meat and napping throughout most of the day. It didn't take long before the Dursleys had all that they could take. I think I remember how to send letters to them, Petunia said hesitantly. Maybe we could at least get them to stop. Do it, Vernon said through clenched teeth. Meanwhile, Severus arrived at the house of the son of his nemesis and the sister of his love the next morning, wondering why he of all people was being forced to deal with the brat. It's the rotation, Severus, Albus had said with a twinkle in his eye. All members of staff are expected to take their turn. Would have been Hagrid next week and Minerva last. It's only fair. Mentally scoffing, the man flicked his wand, causing the door to vibrate as if it had been knocked with it, and a loud gong reverberate through the house. Severus? Petunia answered the door a few minutes later. Where is he? He demanded. In the cupboard under the stairs, but silence! He demanded. Severus walked to the cupboard and opened it, only to find a large hole in the center of what had once been a floor. This is where you have him? He asked, contempt dripping from every syllable. Boy! He shouted down at the hole. He doesn't- Petunia began. Silence or I will silence you! Severus spat. Boy! He crouched down to yell into the entrance, only to run into a clenched fist. A grumpy-looking Harry soon followed it. This idiot's been fine to interfering with... Oh my god. You got it. This the idiot that's been interfering with my nap. Harry demanded, prompting a furious nod from his aunt. How dare you! Severus fumbled for his wand, having it half-drawn when Harry's kick shattered his jaw and robbed him of his consciousness. I'm hungry. Harry announced. Why don't I tell you where he can get some delicious food? Petunia suggested. I'm sure he has more than enough in his pockets to pay for it. Meanwhile, Tom looked up when the door to the cauldron opened to admit what could have only been the young savior of the wizarding world. The boy walked purposefully up to the counter and dumped out two dozen galleons. Meat and lots of it, Harry ordered. Right away, Mr. Potter, Tom agreed cheerfully. Will you be taking a booth? Mm, Yes, the boy agreed. Albus grinned when the groundskeeper walked into his office. A shame Poppy and Severus wouldn't be fit to make the second attempt until she'd finished piecing together his jaw and regrowing his teeth. Fortunately, he had others he could ask. You call for me, Professor? The half-giant asked bashfully. Yes, Hagrid. I was wondering if you'd be willing to take young Harry Potter his letter. Severus was supposed to do it, but I'm afraid he had some sort of accident along the way. The half-giant returned several hours later with a black eye and a grin that encompassed his entire face. Did you give Harry his letter? Dumbledore asked carefully. 
did indeed, Professor, Hagrid replied. Took him to the bank, got his supplies, and told him how to get to the express as well. Wonderful. The old man popped a lemon drop in his mouth. I trust there are no complications? None at all, Professor. Wonderful. That does leave the question of what happened to your eye. Ah, the giant looked a bit bashful. Harry did it. What? This is hard. (laughs) These sound identical. (laughs) What? It was a mistake. He didn't realize I'd moved and hit me by mistake. Oh. The old man blinked. Did you surprise him? He was aiming for the wall and didn't know I'd moved, Hagrid explained. Though it had given the goblin face... Sorry. Though it had given the goblin the face-saving excuse that he'd been hit by a half-giant rather than a human boy, so he supposed it had all worked out in the end. Ah. Dumbledore brightened. I see. No doubt good the boy had been playing catch or something similar. Good work, Hagrid. Thank you, Professor. Draco walked into the Hogwarts Express as if he owned it. Why not? He was a Malfoy. His family owned or controlled everything of importance, after all. Chin in the air, the boy walked towards the front of the train to the only suitable compartment for one of his breeding. He was not amused to find someone else already occupying it. You! Draco yelled. Filth! Leave and hope your stench doesn't linger I should be most upset. Two seconds later, anyone waiting on the platform would be rewarded with the sight of the Skyon of the Malfoy family flying through a window and skidding across until he hit one of the columns. Unhurt thanks to the many enchantments laid on the station over the years, Draco stood up, stormed into the train, flew back through the same window, and once again came to a stop where he ran face first into a column. The boy paused in front of the compartment before storming in a third time. It was understandable that filth would be better than at the phys- uh, sorry, beneath the pinnacle of magical breeding that was himself. He had people to deal with that sort of thing. No need to dirty his own hands when he could have others do it for him. It didn't take more than a few minutes to round the other two boys up, and they quickly fell in line behind him after he explained to them what he wanted to do. Perhaps he wouldn't wait for the train to be going over the bridge before he ordered the mudblood thrown out. Better had to have the filth live long enough to explain to the others why he'd been justly punished. This is the one, Draco stated as he threw open the door to the compartment. You! He shouted at the boy reclining on the seat. Filth! Stand up in the presence of your betters! Shut up. I thought I told you to stay the fuck out of my fucking compartment, you fuckbag. Harry said calmly, not even bothering to open his eyes. I said... Draco motioned for his two goons to step forward. This compartment is mine, Mudblood. You should have found somewhere else to sully with your presence. The two goons took a menacing step forward. Crab popped his knuckles. Goyle grinned at the violence to come. Harry opened his eyes. Crab and Goyle had been born to do their job, each coming from long lines of leg breakers. They'd thought they were the meanest, biggest, hardest boys in their year. One look into Harry's eyes, and they showed them how wrong they were. Still. My partner and I wish to express our sincerest apologies for our companion's rudeness, Crab said politely. Would talking to him in the hallway and beating him severely be sufficient to cool your ire, or would you also like this to rob him and give you any valuables you might be carrying? Never let it be said that they weren't able to adapt to an unexpected change in circumstance. Draco's eyes narrowed. What? Goyle silenced the boy with a blow to the stomach before kicking the blonde into the hallway. 
We'll be back shortly with your valuables. Crab promised. Do let us know if we're disturbing you, and we'll drag him into another car to continue the chastisement. Harry closed his eyes. Nothing worth being bothered about anyway. Now where should I put you? The hat mused. Oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. Okay, okay. Do it again, do it again. I got it, I got it. Let's go from now where should I yeah. put you? Now where should I put you? The hat mused. Oh, I don't give a shit. Hufflepuff it is! The hat said cheerfully. Author's note. Inspired by number 82, Taste Better, in Clell 65619's Thrilling Tales of the Downright Unusual. By chance, I came across the manga Killing Bites after I started writing this, meaning that this was not inspired by that manga. Finding it was an interesting coincidence, though. Omake, defense professor. No. The voice on the back of Quirrell's head whispered when their enemy walked into the room. Master? I never thought he'd come here, the voice stated. Never thought he'd care enough to leave the pit he calls a home. Their enemy joined the Hufflepuff table, something Quirrell privately thought was proof the boy would never amount to anything, and pulled what appeared to be a ham out of one of his pockets. The fact that the food item appeared to be much too large to fit in the aforementioned pocket was something not worth mentioning in magical circles. Master, I found him. The face on the back of his head whispered. Five years ago, I was possessing a snake at the time, something far more noble than scum could ever hope to be, and I thought, what the hell, why not kill the little bastard now? If my scummy self may be so bold, Master, why is he still alive? I was possessing an Egyptian cobra, had already killed three zookeepers and a dozen or so common muggles when I found him. I waited until my venom had been replenished and struck with all I had, injecting everything in one bite. Master, little bastard grabbed me and bit my head off. I had to endure the indignity of going through his digestive tract, and it was only the fact that he chose to relieve himself in his neighbor's rose garden rather than a water closet that allowed me to possess a fly, which allowed me to possess a bird, which allowed me to get to the continent where you found me. We're leaving this place, leaving this place before I have to suffer the indignity of a human digestive tract again. Finn. The end. Beautifully done, Caves. I wow, love wow. that. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. This was this was hard for me to I follow. Mm-hmm. There was a lot happening. I was kind of giving me some Kill Bill vibes, maybe. Mm. Some Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> disjointed uh, storytelling. And, you know, when he says that it's inspired by manga at the end, I was like, oh, yeah. Because isn't like... That's but what, what part does the digestive tract part? No. Because that was kind of a dominating... <laughs> the author's note. What? Oh, well, the, I mean, talk about the indignity of passing through a digestive tract. <laughs> okay, I'll <laughs> tell you what. It can be a quite indignant act. Was the author referring to everything that happened before that or after? When he said when the he digestive tract? By, yeah, I'm, I'm no, confused about no, which part was inspired by the manga. Every inconsolable. No, I'm saying the structure <laughs> of the chapter is inspired by manga in that it's like kind of cuts in the same oh. way that Quentin Tarantino was inspired by manga when he made Gil Bill. Was he? 
Well, just in like this, the way the story is told, you know, okay. it's kind of like that kind of like graphic novel-y like haven't chapters. Okay, you haven't seen <laughs> oh, Kill Bill. Oh, you got to see it. Yeah, okay. Okay. So my metaphor has fallen on deaf ears. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I think it makes sense. Thank you. It's also funny that he says. Sound off in the comments if he's, you agree. <laughs> <laughs> he's inspired. Like he puts this in here because I, I bet this is very similar, like almost word for word exact, like not word for word, but like very similar to whatever that manga Killing Bites is. But what oh, happens yeah, sure. in Killing Bites, just the, the main person just beats up everyone he interacts with and says I almost nothing. So. I don't know, but there probably is like a mysterious character who just like opens, doesn't even open his eyes and he says something. Like, oh yeah, probably. I don't give a shit about people like you. <laughs> and he opens his eyes. Nobody even wants to fuck with him. I'm shocked to learn that this is our introduction to Harry. I thought he was much older, but <laughs> no. What do you mean? I just oh, he's like, like he's eleven getting years old. Soul. He's yeah, giving yeah, old soul, yeah, but it's literally me, like his first day at Hogwarts. He's giving me very world weary, and yet, <laughs> <laughs> how old is he? Well, he would be eleven. Eleven resident Harry Potter expert. Yeah, also, on like finally uh, we get a what, Harry Potter expert. July 31st. Okay. Really? Mm-hmm. I knew it was like summer. Coming up. Happy birthday to me. Oh, wait. It wait. <laughs> it's mid-August right now. <laughs> okay. I'm still living in July. <laughs> okay. Wait, okay. but let's it talk passed. about, it let's talk about that older. moment. Happy birthday, Harry Potter. Happy birthday, baby. Let's talk about the moment with Crab and Goyle where Malfoy gets thrown out of the window sure, three because times. Because why start anywhere in particular? Because these are all just completely <laughs> unrelated events. <laughs> they fully are. So yeah, let's start there. Why not? Fuck the beginning. I found that part <laughs> incomprehensible. I don't, yeah. there was a lot of description happening and I understood none percent of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so much was unsaid. It was really a movie. It was, <laughs> in, in, it was kind of like, um, like the action description in like a script. The author really leaves room for you to fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in that way, you're sort of writing the story together. Yeah. And isn't that the beautiful thing about the written word? It is. It is. And I think that's why I felt so connected to all of these characters <laughs> who definitely did not all sound the same. No, no. you did a very good differentiation. <laughs> no, I mean, definitely. Especially, yeah. Well, S- and we said Snape. the name well, after each hello. one. <laughs> Severus Snape. We stand. We stand. <laughs> yeah, Your long-time crush. People are so mad if they get an episode and Snape isn't in, included in the story. Isn't included? Yeah, they're like, well, man, I just really wish Snape was in this one. Because I feel like as you get older, the more you're like, that guy got the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> he is like that old pandemic. millennial like zeitgeist. Like, ooh. <laughs> Sit the microphone. <laughs> coming out of a pandemic, I think everyone kind of relates to... Yeah, that absolutely miserable existence. Absolutely right. It's like interacting with constantly haunted by the sins of my past. (laughs) Interacted with one girl his entire life, and they're like, "That was me in the past year." Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's true. Snape is like the most tragic character. Plus, when you're a child, you like relate to Harry, and Mm -hmm. then when you reread it as an adult, you'd be like, "Of course, he's sick of the bullshit." Yeah. yeah, he hates his job, and this kid is just <laughs> fucking everything up. And yeah, have to teach yeah this precocious little child is like, can you not, please? Can you fucking just not? trying to get to the end of the year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have six Things more years till so retirement. Well. Yeah, literally, did any kind of crazy shit happen in Hogwarts before Harry Potter showed up on the first day? Well, they couldn't keep a defense against the dark arts teacher. No, but, but bef- that was before he crazy- gets there. Well, that was that was still a thing. They still couldn't hold anyone. Oh, really? That is like a, because Voldemort a thing. cursed the job. 
He Bola cursed Mar- the job? Cursed yeah, the job. Guys, you can you curse the job. Is that Tom Marvolo Riddle yes. cursed the job? Yes. So when Dumbledore told Tom that he couldn't be that teacher, they say that he cursed the position. I haven't been able to keep a teacher for a single, well, for more than a year since then. How did he? Oh my God. What? It's like a literal <laughs> magical curse on the job. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's, That's crazy. So Though it, funny. I think it seems like. Quirrell's been there for more than a year, but if Voldemort's on the back of his head, maybe that's why he got a bonus year. Yeah. yeah because Percy he can't... knows who Quirrell is. Percy? Damn! It's like watching a maestro conduct a symphony. <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't tell you the last time I read them either. I've just, I, I retained just, it, now it's just in my head and it's staying it's there. It's tattooed in your brain, those neural pathways. It is. They're calcified. Yeah, not there's nothing anywhere. I can do about it now. I'm wow. going to die with this knowledge. That's cool, though, to know something about anything. <laughs> I don't even know what month is. <laughs> Famously, don't know what day it is. So <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. That's all I know. I mean, we can talk generally about the character of Harry. Oh, love to. I would love to. Because I feel what like... What do you want to know? What do you want to know? As a, as a study as the of the actor, craft? Yeah, yeah. I, the craft. I really delve deep into this character. So what do you want to have any questions about? Yeah, I just feel like this is like the quintessential, like, fan fiction boy being like, I'm going to beat everybody. Like, you know, like I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to like punch and kick. Someone's working through yeah. some shit here. This places yeah. it in middle school for me. Cause like in middle school, I feel like the boys were always like, Oh, I want to be where the punching people, people are. <laughs> Don't you think that was the most kind of like violent. <laughs> is, is this Harry independent of every other Harry's in this series? Like, yeah. is, is this is he a more rough around the edges? There's a there's sort of like a a the, some thematic connections. Mm. There's some fugues, some commonalities. The violent loner thing is kind of most pronounced here, but I feel like it shows up in the background of a lot of. It's Harry's a very vibe. like Harry don't care is an apt title for like yeah. every single one because he's yeah. always like yeah we're going to remember. we're going to school yeah. are you kidding again yeah. like that sort of attitude like yeah. everywhere and today's the yeah, old, the first time that, that he goes like oh you woke me up for my nap yeah <laughs> now he doesn't even need to use words yeah he's, I feel like his only character trait is that he really likes meat steak that, and bacon we got to talk about steak that steak and bacon bite bite. What's His daily thing? ration of meat and napping throughout most of the day. I mean, tell me what you guys think about this. One of my brother's like acquaintances is on a an all meat diet. He read somewhere that vegetables are bad for you, so he only eats meat because the animals eat the vegetables, so he gets the nutrients from <laughs> the meat. He doesn't oh get the God. fiber from the meat. He I think doesn't he's about understand to die. the indignity of passing through a digestive <laughs> tract. If he, he understood that indignity, he would know that those those minerals and vitamins are not in this cow's well, like, antibiotic t- as fucking meat. That probably took forever. No wonder this indignity, which seems like his word of the day. I feel like he said indignity like 10 times. I know, he's so um, indignant. How indignant. That must have taken a long time for a Voldemort to pass. Through. I oh, love... Yeah. There are some... This is, uh, it's like, what is that kind of storytelling trope where it's like Rosencrantz and Gildenstern are dead, or it's like the behind the scene, like oh, the, the behind like Rogue the show, One, show. The, yeah, it's the show behind the show, you know, mm-hmm. this is very giving me the show behind the show, right? Because it's like behind the scenes of all your favorite, all your favorite moments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Severus was supposed to bring him the letter, but it was turned oh, to be Hagrid at the last minute. <laughs> 
That was the thing in the books too, though, that they were like, it we was? have to watch after Harry in shifts, right? Where like, the fuck, I no. literally should have. No, been, oh. no, that Dumbledore <laughs> just like left him with the Dursleys and was like, gotta go because he had the gotta go fast, the blood family magic protecting him. Oh, it wasn't until <laughs> magic think, was a pretty loosey goosey term in these books. It's like I feel like uh, no one understood it less than Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and the, but this is magic, <laughs> and also we have invisible horses. <laughs> It's like, okay, um, I struggle to see how you're cursing jobs and disappearing horses with the same magic, but I'm not an expert. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with this. Outside also, of being magic. I, I do want to talk about the Snape Harry moment. Okay. I think I think it it deserves the what? The Snape Harry moment. I, Just the like logistics of this actual interaction. Snape Harry. This, I oh, get the, the sense that this author really likes Snape. Really? I can Why? just tell because he just seems like the only person behaving like the character actually would. This yeah, is the with only one who has like dripping a from every syllable. Boy. Yeah. 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 yeah well, the he's... only one who has a, a voice that a Feels normal realistic. person might he, His vision of Harry is like a Snape. Like Harry, how he writes Harry has the same attitude as Snape of like, I don't I'm so fucking over this shit. But I feel like that's kind of closer to the the Snape in the book of like. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, he probably loves Snape so much that oh, he made Harry like Snape. Oh, I see what like you're saying. Snape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that makes sense. I'm I'm supporting our friend's thesis. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I want to be clear that, that was not great. my thesis. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna be in a footnote, and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, okay, the moment of. Silence or I will silence you, Severus spat. Boy, he crouched down to yell into the entrance <laughs> only to run into a clenched fist. Very so Harry comical. was just, <laughs> just like, his fist was just staying still and run, like Snape just like banged his head into like the fist. So that, see, this is another thing that's kind of on my mind. I feel like this is not that bad. It's very implausible, but the writing style, you can tell they had a vision and they are oh, writing pretty comically and not dissimilar to J.K. Rowling. I feel like this, For the this sounds section? a bit like her. Oh, no, the I would stylistic, say I The stylistic way of like, yeah, it's very dialogue heavy. It's dialogue heavy. Um, and he, there are a few things that the he doesn't like The descriptions are like, this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. like for kids, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's read all the Harry Potter books. Or at I least would love it if movies. he read none of them. Yeah. Like, here's a good example. The boy walked purposefully to the counter and dumped Love out it. two dozen galleons. Like that's that's a lot of imagery there. So I feel like this person kind of has it together in a weird way, even if oh, they have absolutely. no grasp on the characters. Of themselves. like the characters, they're like, we understand. Also, isn't I maybe I have no grasp of the money. Is two dozen galleons that's a lot that's a of shit money. ton of money. How much would that that would be like the Weasleys have five hundred dollars to their name? Yeah. Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah. A galleon is so a galleon is a million? Is it no. one? A galleon is, is like $100 or something? Uh, no. The Weezy didn't have more than $300. Well, $300. I will gringets. say. <laughs> what is it called? It's a little unclear in the books. At first, the galleon is like a crazy amount. And then later, it's like, it's 12 galleons for a wand. And like, okay, so the, the Weasleys would just be like dead and starving. Yeah. So it kind of fluctuates. Inflation is a huge problem in the Wizarding yeah, 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 I need the like economy of. Oh, Harry it's a Potter. shit show. I need an economist <laughs> to write that book for me. Probably because everything. But maybe like, it changes. Thirteen cannots to a sickle, and there's seven. Like they're not easy. Yeah, multiples. do they? Yeah, yeah. Not easy to convert those. Units. But you know, it was a good way to teach children the importance of numbers. 
<laughs> because the numbers are transient. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because exactly. nobody knows what a number these is. Aren't, these mean nothing. <laughs> the market is not to numbers be trusted. Numbers <laughs> are what you think they are, honey. Yeah, you only have a chance. Yeah, the chosen one is also has vast amounts of inherited wealth. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> he slept. So He'll be like, good. <laughs> he doesn't have to do anything, <laughs> which is makes it better that he chose to. He chooses to. <laughs> That's right. Only rich people can be heroes. And we thank yep. him for it every day. Absolutely. Ooh, uh. Um, I liked the moment. Uh, this is a tiny little moment, but every single time that Dumbledore is in one of these chapters, he's eating a lemon drop. That's great. Is that part great of the book? Is that a character trait? Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Fight her. Fight you, her. Get come her. On, you know that. No, she doesn't. But like every we don't single know time. Anything about Harry Potter. <laughs> that's the that's yeah, the Yeah, he loves candy. It's the password to his office. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. He's just it's like he likes mentioned every candy. single he time. It's funny. He thinks it's he thinks silly. It's funny. That's like yeah, a like god Dumbledore. amongst men. He's out here with Smarties <laughs> having the time fruit. of his yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> it is the funniest Ooh, thing I've ever seen. <laughs> a packet of gum. <laughs> <laughs> you go wild for one of those yeah, trick ones. Yeah. <laughs> And that's like, the greatest magic ever made they've made jokes of their jokes <laughs> <laughs> the ingenuity of the muggle will never cease because they can't curse jobs <laughs> yeah that is still that is baffling cursing well, okay, a job I think that was just a rumor now that I'm thinking it through Percy did <laughs> no, it's canon now. know who Quirrell was so Quirrell must have been there for more than a year okay but by the time Harry shows up it's a shit show. Everything goes to Absolute hell. shit show, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, they got trolls in the halls. They got ghosts. This is a wrap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I got to be honest with you. About halfway through, I was like, I uh, can't even... I don't even have any memories of what even was happening, so... That, yeah, oh. that Draco part was very confusing to me. A lot of Incredibly lot of confusing. Incredibly confusing. This is just people getting punched by a meat enraged Harry. And then he goes to the Hufflepuff quarter and he has like a full honey baked ham oh, actually, in his I pocket. That. I love that. Actually, I love that when, when the sorting hat said, Now where should I put you? He's like, I don't give a shit. You fucking talking hat. <laughs> Fuck you and your mother. <laughs> Crab immediately bends to his will. Yeah. Doesn't even yeah. have to say a word. Uh, yeah. And Crab's like, Bye to it's my the only Linton friend. Is <laughs> One look into Harry's now open eyes showed them how mm-hmm. wrong they were. He's fucking Cyclops Still. with these eyes. With a simple look. Oh, how badass. I would love to be able to look yeah. at somebody and have them be like, never mind. Exactly. That's the point. Bradley's <laughs> <laughs> so deep into character. In the next chapter, is he still in Hufflepuff? In the next chapter, it's a totally different chapter. Yeah, who knows? Then what was the point of any part well, of Well, the this? next chapter... It's yeah. just an imagining, just an odd idea. It's just something that can happen. An odd just idea. Just a possibility. A behind the curtain, mm. if you will. If Did, you will Didn't allow. you want to know what was happening? Um, well, actually, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, didn't you want to know what was happening? <laughs> what? <laughs> Generally, yeah. It was, I was wondering throughout what was happening. Exactly, and that's good storytelling. <laughs> and that's good storytelling when it's so confusing that nobody knows that's what's going on. That's why we tell stories. Thank you. <laughs> and that's the story of it all. Um, is oh, there anything? What house are you? Ravenclaw. That's with the blue. hundred percent. You know, I didn't even notice. I just thought. Oh, it's just so natural. It's so it really natural. is. It is. is that always blue and gold? That, yeah. 
um, over my life, I've treaded more closely to Gryffindor. But oh, it's, it's Ravenclaw for life. I think was that that's where you got Slytherin in Pottermore. Used to be my backup. One of the braver Ravenclaws, maybe one of the first Ravenclaws to get into this the child army. Less creative <laughs> and more just like argumentative. I think that's the Ravenclaw uh, energy that I bring to the table. That's smart. Mm. Literally, Ravenclaws are smart. Like Luna Lovegood would irritate me. I would not. I would be like the kid who hit her shoes. Is that a part of it? <laughs> oh, my, my God. Gosh. I know. I'm so bad. <laughs> I love it. Keep doing it. Fake her out. Do a fake one. Do a fake do one. You do have, a fake wait, one. if you know Harry Potter really well, do you have like a theory or like uh, like a thought about the book? that just the, you just know what a, I mean just any thought like yeah, you know some people be like mean? I think that like behind the scenes like um, Harry and Hermione loved each other or whatever like do you oh. have like a theory like that or um no. the thing that comes to mind I don't think JK Rowling knew what she was doing until after the third book I think that's oh. when she had the horcrux idea because it changes so drastically right like, oh shit I gotta have an overarching issue yeah <laughs> that's what one of I feel like that's, yeah that's the first thing that comes to mind um because do the I mean, Horcruxes do not show up until the third book? Or they, they don't sort of... show up until the... F- well, you don't hear about them until... Like the sixth or seventh. But like the, the sixth. plotting... Technically, there is one in the second, the diary. But... Oh. Um, it's not written like it's going to be important. Right. Right. It's kind of yeah. like, oh, remember that? Yeah. The farthest back that they'll like call back to, right, yeah. would be Also, like there's the a ring book. and you're like, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's right. like all little. What the fuck else did we write about? Yeah. What happened to the like uh, the fat lady? Uh, <laughs> you can like feel her sweating. Yeah. <laughs> I think about the fat lady a lot, honestly. But First of all, been, not a day goes by. It not a day goes by that I don't think about her life. the ultimate fucking serve if she just didn't do any overarching like tie-ins and just was like, this is an infinite universe that I will just keep writing these books for until I die. And then someone will buy, the, buy it. Like Warner Brothers. I mean, she kind of did. With she kind of did. Yeah, Cursed Child, which that's you, true, you have but, but, thoughts. But, but, but you can't do Cursed Child after you did weird three to nine how many fucking books are there eight seven seven (laughs) humiliating for you (laughs) or me never mind (laughs) but yeah what do you think of cursed child i hated it oh (laughs) yeah and that's not even like i read it and i was like oh cool no like i felt i was gaslit by that audience i have never been more irritated in a theater ever in my life (laughs) Not before, not since. Have you seen <laughs> Phantom of the Opera? <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like I'd like it though. I think as I've gotten older, it's Cursed grown Child on me. was like really trying to do something. You said really that thought- you said that people in front of you asked you to quiet down because you were audibly sighing throughout. The oh, audibly, yeah, and I like couldn't contain it. I was like, "Oh, brother!" Like, <laughs> no, it was. And then I, I remember at intermission, and I went to the bathroom. People were like, "Can you believe how good it is?" And I was like, "Is there a gas leak? Am in I here? losing my like, mind?" Yes, is it was. I hated it. I hated it. It's like it undid so much of the character development from the books. And it just made it about Harry's issues again. Like we didn't slog through enough of that before. <laughs> yeah, it was just very yes, strange. Yeah, it's fun if you like visual effects, but if you like, um, I would say any sort of narrative, <laughs> I don't recommend it. Is it a musical and, as know, well? I'm a fan of storytelling. I also have a huge problem with things being told in two parts. Like if oh, you're a you good mean, writer, you, you, can yeah. tell, you can tell Fiddler on the Roof in two hours and fifteen Ooh. minutes, and I need six hours for fucking right. Harry Potter's. Right, somewhat gay adventure with Jacob Malfoy's there son. There you go. Get out of here. Right. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Can't stand it. Not at all. Write a tight story. That is an 
over bloated piece of piece of economy. I was angry to come back a second time. <laughs> oh, right. You're, oh, well, yeah. you gotta buy the tickets up front. <laughs> I think they sell them as one. I can't remember. But either way, I was like, how much time am I going to give this? It's the worst. Wow. That is it crazy. came down to... Uh, My time was better spent. Your time there. on this earth. It came down to your mortality. It did. Yeah. I never felt wow. the grip of mortality more. You're like... <laughs> Reaper's coming, baby, and I don't and this know is that he, how I'm spending my limited right. time on Earth. I don't know that I want him to find me here. Hearing about Voldemort Day, that's oh, a real part. Come on. Voldemort Day? Voldemort Day. That's is it like the day thing. that he got defeated? It's like the kids go back in time and things keep changing. So, like, oh no. And then there's this horrible alternate timeline where, like, Dolores Umbridge is the headmaster and she's like, it's Voldemort Day. And suddenly everyone's cool with saying Voldemort. <laughs> Number one. Oh god. Number two. It's like a. Ch- it's like something a child could have written. That feels like something that you would <laughs> oh, that you would read here. And <laughs> what if? It's what if we, I had to pay one hundred fifty dollars yeah. to see? Oh. Two separate yeah. occasions. Oh. What if you came here and we just had the script for Cursed Child? <laughs> I would have had a lot more to say. A lot more wow. to unpack. Yeah. It that sounds is, like it. Oh. Yeah. yeah oh wait. But quickly, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about the disclaimer. Oh, oh! The disclaimer up top. <laughs> yeah, that really set me up for because right. What does that mean? Well, who doesn't I- not care about anything? So at the first double negative, I was like, it's kind of fun for poetic effect. Like uh-huh. uh, we all know what they mean. Like, well, I'm actually not sure I do know what he means because <laughs> of the next two sentences, which d- seem to support. Well, okay, the second sentence and the third sentence, I think, are opposite, right? Maybe this is the part that was... This is the puzzle. That was um, inspired by Killing Bite or whatever. Oh, probably. Oh, a man who or Kill Bill. Stop for en- kill this Bill. is very Kill Bill, this right? Is very, this is very like... Tarantino-esque. Uh, revenge is a dish best served cold. Mm-hmm. Tarantino. <laughs> That's how Kill Bill starts. Is it? I thought it was Star Trek. I'm a dork. I don't know. Uh, look, you know Kill Bill. I like, know Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. What do you know? Well, listen, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Uh, a man who yeah. can't stop for anything. Um, he didn't kill anyone. It's like one who kill. will kill without joy. Yeah. Well, I would. If someone's gonna kill someone, I would be. I would rather they should they have do joy it. in it. No, I'd rather they not have joy in it. That's they what should I'm enjoy saying. it, right? No, I'm saying one who will kill without joy is like. To be expected. I guess that's who you want killing you. But yeah, he's saying Riley, that's the most dangerous you? man in the world. He doesn't not care a danger, about anything. A dangerous man would be the one who's like, I love killing people. <laughs> <laughs> it brings me so much joy. I gotta do it every day. The only thing Harry stops for is meat. That's Slaps. right. Won't he stop for it. He just punches everybody. I, you know. He didn't kill anyone. I wouldn't call him dangerous. I would just call him kind of unstable. Petulant. Yeah. <laughs> so petulant. Well, because he's also right, 11. So it's like, okay, why are you just punching, punching everybody? <laughs> Boing. Hands down Boing. the best part. Voldemort taking us to the digestive tract. And oh, the, like, yeah. The sequence of. The nirvana of yep. the yeah. Voldemort. Yeah. It's really allowed me to possess themes. a fly, which allowed me to possess a bird, which then allowed me to continue to where you find me. It's kind of like. Emperor's new grooves. Like, yes. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, I was like, I'm like, I'm <laughs> I'll turn him into a flea. Then I'll put oh, that flea, flea in a box. <laughs> with a box in another box. <laughs> I'll melt that box in my soul. And when it arrives, I'll smash it. <laughs> word for word, Isma. Right. I don't know word if it's for word for word, but it's definitely spirit for spirit. Like, 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's a good. That's a oh god, that's a pretty good movie. Although I mean, as a movie, doesn't make any sense. But it's got some great characters. Oh, anyway. it's perfect. <laughs> um, so, Cabes, if you were to write Harry Potter fan fiction, what would you write? I mean, I have ah! big reveal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We need to switch it up. They need to be bringing their own fan fiction. What? So here's we're the deal. Re-branding. So I we'll thought I thought season, about this but. a lot. This is. <laughs> This is a confession I'm making live on air for the first time. Ah, no, for history. I did, um, at the end of the seventh book, I did write one. There's probably more. That, there's only one that I remember. And I tried to find it so I could just, you know, I wanted to see what it was like, but I couldn't find it. So I was like Googling Lies. different fan fiction archives. Cause I was like, oh, I probably posted it somewhere. And they're all, there was like a bunch of different names. And I recognized some, but they were either defunct or like not what I thought they were. So I think, I think it's somewhere on a live journal that I deleted in probably 2010. <laughs> so recently. And the library so, of Alexandria So gone, gone to the gone history. To what the what, do you remember what it was about? Yes. It was, um, I was very sad about Snape's death. Yeah, obviously. of course. So it was just a yeah. really quick sort of scene about um, McGonagall in her office looking at the Quidditch cup and thinking like, that she really enjoyed competing with him and that she missed him. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was like kind of serious and I really wanted to find it because I feel like it was probably all right. Yeah, and it's, and it's such a, when you write when you're young, it's so like, it's well, I wasn't so that young. Honest. I was like 17. <laughs> well, that's young. You're not so, like yeah. an adult. You haven't like paid rent. <laughs> no, and, but that's that's why I was like, oh, I mean, I I want to make sure we're not doing this with someone who seems to have taken it seriously because like, oh no, these kids were getting some of their emotions. That's out. this. I don't I know what it. they were trying to get out. <laughs> but you know, it's just like a yeah. little testosterone. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on what kind of emotions you're trying to get out. Yeah. Personally, I was having a very like yeah. Roman catharsis moment. Right. Mm-hmm. I had to purge these horrible oh, mournful emotions somehow and so yeah so i did we gotta find it i know and you're coming back to season three which is all guests read their own re- written lo- <laughs> great i'll be i'm announcing it right I'm now i'm telling you i really tried to find it because i was like i want to i want to bring it or like oh we oh, need it I what is such a beautiful snapshot of your childhood I know. I can't believe it's it's probably on some like live journal community somewhere but there are so many It'll come to you when you need it most. Oh, yeah, so it's like a faith. requirement. Oh, I open at the close. You might have to go through the <laughs> digestive tract and then to the fly, to the beetle, to the bird, to the flying, to the new <laughs> to the continent, heart, yep. yeah, to the human being, but uh, you'll the, get there. The continent wherein this, <laughs> yeah. this takes place. Which is. continent? This continent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the very same. They're in the British Isles. It's not really the continent at all. Just a little right. baby island. Right. So I think the wind. Quirrell found Voldemort in Transylvania. <laughs> oh, is want, that true? If you want it my opinion. Oh, dang. Oh. We just oh. have to have you to fact check every single thing. <laughs> you want to stay forever? I would, I'd love to be your consultant. <laughs> yeah, we got to have phone a friend. We'll have phone a friend. Oh, yes. You have to be on call. <laughs> uh, I will be on call for this, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, we got Woo! on call. On call, baby. <laughs> we got a new segment. Okay. Well, thank you all so much. Do you want anyone to be able to find you on the internet? Now would be the time to say it. I mean, I don't think anyone's interested in my content unless you can dig up my first while fan fiction. No, uh, yes, uh, Cable Official on Instagram. If you like flying trapeze, then this is the Instagram for you. Yeah, but (laughs) I'd say it's advanced intermediate. Thank you. 
That means cool. a lot yeah. of coming from you. <laughs> you are so welcome. An expert in the field. <laughs> what a pro. <laughs> um, what are we? We did it. Fan fi- oh, at fanfiction the podcast <laughs> uh, at Instagram. Go follow us at fanfiction the podcast yeah. on Instagram, please. Please, we'd love I mean, to I mean, I don't want to sound desperate. Actually, do it or don't. I'm Harry Potter. Who cares? I don't give a shit. Harry, don't care. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>